Hi, all you podcast listeners. This is Kathy with God in the Grief, episode number 23, titled, There is an Honor in the Opportunity to Love. We have all been given this opportunity to love. We have either um, had a parents that we love, a spouse that we love, children that we love, friends that we love, family of some sort that we love. We've all been given opportunities, wonderful opportunities to love. But we have to be the ones to choose to connect or not. It is available. But some people would rather keep love to themselves and not risk the pain of loving someone who may leave them or hurt them or any other painful situation. And that's the hard part. We don't want to keep our love back because there's a risk. The risk of pain is there. Because when you love someone, there's always going to be that risk. And it's okay to go ahead and love with that risk involved because the benefits of that love are far greater than the risks. And yes, if you love someone, we're all going to experience the loss of them at some point or another. And it's that emptiness where love can no longer be expressed or felt from that person that causes a lot of pain. And we can have good memories and we can have the hope of seeing them again, but that present action of being able to love them is no longer available. And so that's where the risk of the pain comes in. But I want to talk about why it's such an honor to be given the opportunity to love. So when we think about loving someone as an honor, it means that it's regarded as a rare opportunity that brings pride and pleasure. It's a privilege. Think about Abraham. He was given the honor of loving a son. If God chose you to love someone, it's also an honor. And if the person that you have the honor of loving has physical or mental disabilities, you're still the one that God chose to love someone else. And that is an honor that needs to be cherished. There is much honor in a loving relationship, in a cherished friendship. It is a blessing from God. When we think about Abram, uh, the story of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis 22, it says, Abram, take your son Isaac, whom thou lovest. God knew how much Abraham loved Isaac, and he knew there was a love between them. And Abraham was given the honor of loving a son in his old age. If God chooses you to love someone, that is an honor also. And even though that privilege might not last as long as you wanted it to last, it was still an honor for the small amount of time here on earth that you had the opportunity of loving someone else. Psalms 119 and 132 says, Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me as thou used to do unto those that love thy name. Here we see that mercy came with love. And there's a lot of benefits that actually come with love. The act of loving is never lost. It has so many benefits to it. It can transform people. Think about what love has done for you. 
Love brings mercy, like the scripture just showed. Love can bring kindness and peace. Love brings safety. Love brings judgment. Love brings joy. Love brings pleasure. Love brings so many wonderful attributes to our life that we don't want to hold back on our love because we're afraid of the risks. And our job is to love others without stopping to inquire whether or not they're worthy of it. We shouldn't categorize people into who we think is worthy of love and who is not worthy of it. God felt like all of mankind was worthy of his love. And we shouldn't be deciding who deserves our love or not either. If we've just had the privilege of loving someone, it's just a blessing and an honor. And anyone that comes across our path that we can love should be treated in that way. There's a beautiful story that I want to relay. And I cannot remember where I found this story, but it's a true story that happened a long time ago in old England, back in the days where the people were punished by hanging them. And there's the story talks about this young man. I think he stole something. And back then you got hung for that. He stole something. And so he was due to be hung. Well, the way they did it was on the day that the person was supposed to be hung, the judge would come out and be there with the gathering. And then he would signal the bellboy at the church. And the bellboy would ring the bell, and then that was the signal for the hangman to pull the rope or whatever he did to hang the person. And so in this particular story, this young man had a mother that had gone to the judge and pled for this her son's life. And he he refused it because he's like, I can't make an exception. I have to just, you know, he's a criminal. He deserves this punishment, and this is what is happening. And and so he refused her. Well, on the day of the hanging, when the judge came out, he gave the signal to the bellboy to ring the bell, and nothing happened. There was no sound. And so he thought, huh, he must not have noticed. So he gave the signal again for the bellboy to ring the bell, and nothing happened. And he tried a third time, and nothing happened. So this, at this point, he's getting really frustrated. So he walks over to the church, and he goes up to the bellboy, and he says, what is the deal? I've given the signal three times. People are getting anxious out there. Why aren't you ringing the bell? And he said, I've tried ringing it every time, and it makes no noise. And so the judge said, what in the world? And so he grabs the rope and he tries ringing the bell and nothing happens. And so he said, well, that is so weird. Let's go up and find out what's going on. So they crawled up into the bell tower and up in the bell tower, they found the mother of this boy that was to be hung wrapped around the bell clapper. She didn't want the sound to be made. And just thinking of the love that was involved in that. And actually, the story ended with the judge letting the young man go because of the love of his mother. And love is so transforming. Love is so benefiting. And it's so beautiful that if you've been given the honor of loving someone here on earth, even if they're gone now, it was still an honor given to you. Proverbs 8 and 17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. I love how love is so reciprocal. You give it, and it comes back to you. And 
You might not see the results of that right away, but eventually you will. And we know that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would you know, believe in him could be saved. And he loved us and he wants our love back to him. And just like when we give out love to humans, we want them to love us back in return. And it's very reciprocal. And I think that is one of the reasons why we miss someone so much when they're gone from us forever is that we can never get that back again. Like you can go on loving them in your heart and go on with the good memories and go on with the hope that you have of seeing them someday, but you can't ever feel the reciprocal of that. And so it's it's pretty painful and it's really hard, but someday we'll be able to see them again in heaven. But meanwhile, we have to just go on with our faith and hope and the love that we had and the honor that we had of loving them while they were here. Proverbs 17 and 17 reminds us that a friend loveth at all times. Love transcends so many different things. It bears all. We know the First Corinthians 13 chapter on love and how amazing love is. Love is the greatest of all these things. It's greater than hope. It's greater than faith. Love is so beautiful and it bears up under so much pressure. And it it's going to be what really carries us on after our loved one is not here anymore. We love that person, but we honor them by continuing to live our day and keep going on with this life. And that in and of itself is an honor to them. And I wanted to remind us of the beautiful scriptures in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that remind us to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. There's a time for everything. And as I was dwelling on this, there's, you know, God had created us as humans to take things in time segments. We don't pop out from our mother's womb and know everything there is to know about life. We we learn it little bits at a time and we learn to love little bits at a time and we learn to do everything about life by little increments and and we grow that way and we mature that way but the time to love is always the present the time to love is always right now because you can't go backwards and love someone and you can't go forward and love someone you can only love in the present moment. You can only love right now. So now's the time, the present time right now is the time to give actions towards your love. Because when your loved one is gone, you can't show those actions anymore. And all you have is what's of your memory, but you can't 
pull that back up and reenact it. You can have a memory of it, but you can't reenact it. The time to do the action part of love is now. It's today. And if you've ever had the honor of giving that privilege of loving someone in the present, then what an amazing experience that was to be able to do that. It was an honor given to us. And then down in Ecclesiastes 9.9, it reminds us that we can, that love brings us joy, that we can love somebody and live joyfully with that. And what a beautiful thing that is. Love brings so many good things into our life. Love brings mercy. Love brings kindness and peace. And love brings even, think about the safety love brings when you're a parent and you, you want to protect your child and, and you love them so much, you want to keep them safe. And so you give them these guidelines. And God does the same for us. He loves us so much. And so he gave us his word to give us guidelines to live by so that we can live in, in a safety amongst this world of sin. Love does so much for us. And love always shows mercy. God's love showed mercy towards mankind. And our love is going to show mercy And what does that bring? It brings so many good things from it. So I'm going to challenge you to go home and read 1 Corinthians 13. I'm sure that you have read this over before if um, if you're a Christian and you read God's word. But I want you to read it often. It needs to be a reminder to us often how powerful love is. And the fact that the Bible says that love never fails is an amazing thought in and of itself. The honor that comes from loving someone is in the kindness that is bestowed. It's in the suffering and humility that love some that loving someone brings. I'm sure that all of us have experienced being hurt because of the love we had for someone. Or what about the sacrifice and the selflessness that comes as a result of loving someone? If you love someone, we're always going to have that part where we're willing to put self aside for that other person. The honor is in that. The honor is in the action and the the way we think towards mankind. And you know what? That helps people to want to behave right. The honor is in the rejoicing when love is united and then the bearing up when we're apart. It's a beautiful thing to see love united. It's a beautiful thing. I just had, my daughter just got married and to see that beautiful unity. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to just see in action. But love will also bear up in those hard times. And then... Because it never fails, it'll bear us up when that loved one is gone, when that loved one is no longer with us. It's that love that we have that bears us through each day. The honor is in the believing and the hope that's going to endure to the end of time. Love endures. It'll stay with us clear to the end of time. So if you've had the honor of loving someone, it was a precious thing. Alfred Lord Tennyson said, "'Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all." When the boys died, we had some friends that sent us a little garden stone, and on it it said, 
If love could have spared you, you would have lived forever. That is just so true. And if you've had a loved one that you just, if if love itself could have kept them here on earth, it would have done so. (laughs) But God had other plans for us. We are not meant to keep our love here on earth forever. We were meant to start storing it up in, in heaven and finishing off our expressions of love somewhere else other than here on earth. There's a quote that I wrote down in my journal that says, out of feeling lavishly loved by God, one can break and give away that lavish love and know the complete fullness of love. If you have had that experience yourself, what a blessing it was. What an honor it was to be able to experience that type of love. I'm going to list in the show notes some other Bible stories that show beautiful examples of love between friends, between um, couples, and some of these that I had not really looked into until I did this little study, but they're beautiful stories. And so I'm just going to list the names of those couples that show beautiful love stories, and then you can look them up on your own because I don't have time to do that. But as I usually do, I end with reading right out of my grief journal. And so I'm going to do that. And as the journal writing usually is in the moment, it's really raw and it's just the way it was felt in the moment. But I want to include it because I think it's that rawness and it's that feeling, that depth of feeling that others are going to experience as well. And so just share that to let other people know this is the way it is sometimes. This is the way it feels. So this I titled The Honor of Loving, and I wrote, Letting yourself love is sometimes terrifying. Terrifying in that you've surrendered a part of your heart to someone, and you're trusting that part of your heart will not be broken. Each child God gives us is a surrender of a part of your heart to that child. When Isaac and Michael were taken from us by death, that vulnerable part of my heart broke. I had loved those boys, given all my mother self to those boys, and now it was broken open and empty. It's the lonely emptiness that hurts. The heart keeps beating, but with a hollow sound, knowing I will never hear those voices call my name, never hear their laughter or precious songs. Loving those boys was trusting and being loved back, and now I feel cheated because I gave and I can't receive. But God felt me worthy to be their mother. And he fills the gaps of the broken heart with his spirit, and he fills the empty spaces with his love. I will always be honored to have been their mother, the mother of Isaac and Michael. May I continue to honor them in death as I have loved them in life. So that's it for today. If you have a loved one that is now gone, Just think about the precious honor it was that you had to have loved them here on earth. 